I dressed up as a uh, hardworking sports guy. Oh, very nice. You fit the role. Very yeah. nice. Very nice, Thank Don. You. I dressed up as a less hardworking newsman. <laughs> Well, I said it's always nice to have the A-team back uh, together. i got to come up with the A-team. And, Lindsay, you, you didn't dress up either this morning. Well, how come? Normally, this is your time. Hmm. Say, that, say that again? I'm not really like a big um, a dresser-upper. Really? Wait, no. Wait. Isn't, Has something changed? No. I mean, I did that one year for you because I had all this stuff next to me, but um, for something else that I was doing for Halloween. But typically, <laughs> I'm not, I love to look at the costumes and dress up my children and coordinate costumes, but right. I myself don't dress up. You I'm know, like the a, thing I'm that. I'm like a professional Halloweener. The thing that we missed out on uh, Halloween was the I love the families that do the family theme for the decorations or know, the, not really the decorations the, the where they're like i just what's the uh, andy what's the um what's the baseball movie with the the, the women's league the tom hanks well, was in league, league of their own, league of their own. Yeah. why do you ask don <laughs> i i was actually i meant to ask andy because he's the sports guy and i just said don because it's six fourteen in the morning man how, wow what do you got? Some vinegar in that coffee this morning? <laughs> Holy smokes! We're just getting started. You're already all over me. Okay, well, league of their own. And I saw a, a picture up on uh, uh, some social media where there's three little girls. Okay, little like probably three, four, and five, and they're in the full-on female costumes and the dad is dressed like the coach and he's got a big <laughs> bottle of beer nice <laughs> it, That's and perfect. it's just like i love that i absolutely love that then i saw a very sweet uh picture of a baby dressed up like a little tiny newborn baby dressed up like a mermaid you know and she's asleep she's got like the little thing like the fin and she's they put you know like a mermaid and then the photo is a sign next to her, and it's the no wake zone. Oh, oh yeah, right? that's go. good. That like that. That's why I come to the internet for that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's yeah. the kind of stuff I don't want all the hate and yeah. the visceral, and I, I want the nice, fun stuff, Halloween stuff. So anyway, yeah, that's that's, good. that's the good. You want to stay in that corner. And I have not. There are three ginormous bags of candy, mixed candy. Oh man. That I normally take my utility knife and I cut the back of the bag because I think yeah. my wife won't know. <laughs> right. And I didn't do it this year. Nice. I didn't do it. Nicely done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not you know easy I, to do. You know what's my favorite this time of year that you don't nor normally get, which is a good one? 100 grand bar. Oh, man. Right? Those are good. Valuable. Those are good. And, and you don't normally think about the 100 grand. No. It's kind of taking the back seat. Yeah. I wonder why. I love the 100 grand bar. Yeah. That's a Eight, good one. Five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. You know uh, we do our our uh, first call now, and uh, we have. Uh, oh, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't answer. Caroline didn't answer. So we the way this works is see we set it all up. This is good radio, and then the whole idea is that just to have a little fun, and uh, you know, and the people at the you know it's a whole contest thing that's a problem where. You can't have a contest without people knowing, blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to have some fun, and we set it all up. Lindsay does a really good job of making sure everybody's going to be there. Oh, don't worry. we're gonna. You don't have to call us. We're going to call you. <clears throat> and she didn't answer the phone. <laughs> Man. She didn't give you a fake number, did she? 
Right. Maybe that was it. She's like, nah, I'm <laughs> going to be asleep. And I was thinking, you know, for the people that are up at this time of the morning, you know, a lot of them might just be like, I would rather not. Could you do it later than that? But, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. The show starts at, uh, the show starts at this time and that's when it starts. 857-5574. Lou is our phone number. 857-5574-568 is the number. Let's, uh, let you know what's coming up a little bit later on today. We have, uh, with Halloween, uh, we have uh, a great idea for lights, holiday lights, and this can work not only for um, Halloween, but for Christmas as well. And then a little bit later on, I ran into, I was at the hardware store, or one of our stores, I was talking with um, our store manager, Ed, and uh, there was an issue with um, something we had to assemble. There was a part that was made incorrectly. And um, so anyway, he showed me this app that has all these instructions on how to put things together. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And um, it's this 3D animation. You can turn it on its side. I was like, that is so cool. I never, ever knew that this existed. Well, I got to talk to the CEO and the founder of the company. And uh, I think you'll find it pretty interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit later on this morning. Uh, We did not, uh, we couldn't get a hold of of her, but uh, we did find somebody else. So let me roll in the uh, the thing real quick. I got to roll in the uh, big wheel, and I put the couple names that Lindsay has on the wheel. Now I'm going to give it a big spin. All right, come here. All right, and. Let's see who it is. Oh, Rich. We're going to call Rich in Crown Point. And I'm, am I allowed to give him something? Sure. We're going to give him a... Hold on. Let me call him. And we're going to give him a uh, exclusive WGN Radio 100th Anniversary T-shirt. Don't call us. Rich is in Crown Point, Indiana. Hey, Rich. Hey, good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thanks for being our first call. How can I help you this morning? In the basement by the furnace, right? And the water softener, and they go to that. And part of my water softener system is, I think they call it reverse osmosis, but either way, it's an iron separator. Okay. And so every time it regenerates, it puts the rusty water, which is really just a powdery rust, into that drain. And that goes all the way across the basement to the sump pump area. Well, there's an elbow right there, and I think it's from the rust, but it keeps clogging up, so I keep dumping it, Drano down there about once a month to keep it moving. And I didn't know if you had any ideas of how I can, what I could do with that. So the drain from the softener, is it a, it's a plastic pipe that's just sitting on the ground? It's under. Did it lose you, yeah, Rich? Say that, that. say that again, Rich. You you cut out. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's under the the pipe goes under the slab. And that and, and, okay, and but. that's clogging like right you think right by the drain or just somewhere in the middle? I'm pretty sure it's right by the drain because I put um uh, the, the the wire thing, you know, that you yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. turn. I put that down in there and I really didn't come up anything real hard but when i dump drano down there that helps because otherwise it'll when it um recycles or regenerates 
it'll kind of flood a little bit in that yeah. area. But if I keep Jano down there once a month, then Do it you, works. One other, one other question. Do you have any idea how big this pipe is? Uh, it, it was built in 2005, so I think it's like a, what, three-inch? Oh, so it's pretty, okay. big. it's pretty big. Okay, so how about we try this? Let's get a – why don't we try rotting the whole thing out gently from the from where it – you know where it drains by the softener and the the regenerator, and get a get a larger hand rotter because you probably have just a bunch of buildup there. If it's three inches, if it's that big, it's probably just some sort of blockage there that you could probably manually force out of there to um, to clear it, and then you wouldn't have to do this Drano thing. And then maybe instead of doing Drano every 30 days maybe then just once a year you got to rod this thing out but can you open in other words can you open it up where this right at where it drains so you can put a rod down it that's gonna be the next question i think i know the answer to this but you know you're always afraid to do something and screw everything up right there's a cover took the cover off and then there's like a grate and it's almost like it's embedded in the pipe I was just going to cut that grate out because there's really, I'm not really afraid of anything falling in there. It just goes to the sump pit, right? Correct. Take the grate out. So I can cut that grate Take the grate out. out. Yeah. Okay. If there's a grate, that's the problem then. It builds up on the grate. Yeah. So okay. Take the grate out. At least out. then if I get that grate out of there, I can get something down Correct. in there a little better. Correct. And then clear it out, and then I bet you're golden. Awesome. Thanks, sir. All right, bud. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574. Lou, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. And uh, talk to uh, Dave, who is in Chicago. Dave, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Um, question. Uh, my son lives on the northwest side of the city, and he's had some problems with rodents in the backyard, obviously coming from the Chicago alleys. Oh, yeah. He's had Orkin out, and they replaced the, uh, removed and replaced all the uh, stuff in the crawl space and around the deck. They uh, covered that up. Do you have any suggestions on what he can put in the yard, especially with winter coming? Well, they probably spoke to him about, you know, really paying attention around the perimeter of the home for any safe havens, right? So any kind of stuff he's got piled up next to the house, anything like that needs to go. Have your son or you or both of you look around. Remember that any kind of breach that's the size of a dime, a mouse or a rat can get in. So you have to fill all that. And there is what I would do is have him, I realize he's got a professional coming, but there is a uh, a repellent, a shake repellent for rodents and rats by Bonide called Rat Magic. And it comes in a half-gallon jug. And d- does your son have a pet? No, the problem is, is both people on each side of... Uh... His house, they yeah. have dogs. Okay. So, well, this is a this is a repellent, so it's not anything that okay. they're gonna they're gonna eat. And um, but have him sprinkle this around the perimeter of the house. Okay. And um, you know, repellents inside the house, like in the basement and things like that. That's a good thing to use as well. 
Um, if you're okay. gonna, if he's gonna do any additional baiting of the rats or the mice, that happens outside, not inside, because we don't want to draw them in to eat food, right? You use the repellents. Correct. The repellents on the inside, around the perimeter, so if the rodents are running around the house, you know, literally around the outside of the house, like, oh, I don't like how this smells, I'm going to go somewhere else. That it, It's really a combination of all these things together that will help uh, uh, you know, limit the issue. The rat problem is a real issue in Chicago this year. It, it has been for a number of years, but um, <clears throat> it, everyone's going to have to do more now to keep them out. Okay. I appreciate your help. Thank you. You're a good man. Appreciate you calling this morning as well. 857-557-4LU is our phone number. It's time now to go into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. I had a question. I heard you talking about, with an earlier caller, about like rat repellent. Right. I am looking for, just for mice, something that I could do outside, like a repellent, but I do have a dog, so I don't want anything that would bother the dog. Is there anything you can suggest? Well, I did mention, and and I don't have the package in front of me, um, but the repellent is, I, I don't think the dog will bother it, and I also don't think that it's an ingestible, like it's a thing that'll make the dog sick, because it literally is, well, I don't like how this smells, you know? And initially, when you put it down, you're going to smell the smell, but then it will dissipate that that strong smell around there will dissipate but if a rat or a rodent is you know crawling around they're crawling around right over the top of it now the repellent that i spoke of rat magic and they also make this one called mouse magic do you have specific areas where this is a problem judy i'm really not sure where they're coming in uh, I think it's in the back of my house, and okay. there's a little, like, overhang mm-hmm. where I can't really get under. You know, the the, the kitchen is extends out a little okay. bit. Well, I'm okay. thinking it's there. Okay, so there are these little sachets of another company called Fresh Cab, and they're the <clears> – <throat> it's the same kind of repellent, and um, – the but the idea is that it's concentrated in this sachet that you could if you can place it like behind a little where maybe you've got some lattice work or something like that they last about 30 days and uh in particular if you can keep them dry where it's not uh getting wet or covered in snow that could certainly help now if you're noticing them do you have a basement in your home Yes. Okay. So if you're noticing them down there, you know, in particular in that area, is the basement finished or unfinished? Unfinished. Okay. So if you go over to that wall where, you know, you say, I think they're coming by this overhang on the top of the foundation wall, you know, you'll see where the, the floor joists are coming, you know, that are supporting the floor up above. Yes. If you place these sachets of the Fresh Cab product and um, in those pockets, you know, you'll buy a couple boxes and place them in that pocket, that repellent will help to um, keep them at bay if you can't quite figure out where they're coming at and probably get keep them from coming inside the house. Okay, I have used um, the mouse magic. Which is those sachets I yep, think you're yep, talking about. Yep, that's one. They, okay, that's they make it. it. 
They make it, and then this other company, Fresh Cab, also makes it. Okay. But is there anything for the outside that I could use for the house? It's the same stuff. But now the question becomes, you just got to look on the package and see if it says anything about ingesting it. I don't, uh, quite honestly, I think it's all natural stuff. You know, it's pine needles and there's oils in it, but it's all natural. And A, I don't think the dog will bother with it. And B, if the dog did bother with it, they would be like, this tastes terrible. And they'd just leave it alone. Okay, so for the outside, you're saying to put those sachets Same on the thing. outside also? Well, they make, they make it in the sachets, but they also make a sprinkle. So you could sprinkle oh, it on the ground. That's okay. the one. It's it's more okay. of a, it's like, you know, kosher salt. It has that kind of consistency of kosher salt. Right. Okay, and it's called still Mouse Magic? Mouse Magic, right, correct. It comes in oh, okay. a, it I comes guess. in a half-gallon jug. Okay, okay. And then at a hardware store, probably? Hardware store will definitely have it. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're, I'll try that. You're welcome. Good luck with the project. I hope it. I hope it's successful. It is a big, the rodent issue is a big thing for sure, and uh, you really have to be uh, diligent about it. If you see anything, just remember, do not bait inside, bait outside, and repellents on the inside to keep them out, and then a combination for the outside as well. 857-557-4LU. Uh, let's talk with... Uh, Carolyn, who's in Champaign. Hi, Carolyn. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. I'm tardy to my six oh five call. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> did you? Did you? Were Were you like in a nice little sleep that you? You know? No, how- I was saying to Lindsay that we have three grandkids spending the night, and one crawled in bed with me, and I was trying to sneak out without waking her up. <laughs> so. Well, that is a really and I, and that I is a it. really good excuse, and you are off the hook for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep a, a list of notes on my phone of things I learned from you, but I have not put this note down. I know you've said it a million times, but we are about to remodel a kitchen that we made a zillion mistakes on the first time we remodeled. Got it. And I want to put this solid surface or stone on the for countertops. Right now, we have laminate. Is it quartz that you say that is probably the most user-friendly? I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah, you know, I I just got done refreshing our kitchen, and we put in brand-new white quartz countertops with a veining, like a gray veining through it. Mm -hmm. And it is... um, it's funny, I've been posting some pictures about it, and, you know, everybody, of course, has an opinion. Oh, I like the, you know, I painted the cabinets and put the counter. People are like, I, you ruined that kitchen. I like the wood cabinets, and those white countertops, that's not a cook's kitchen. You're going to be wiping those up all the time. Well, I don't mind wiping the countertop, and the thing with quartz counters is <clears throat> it is non-porous, super easy to maintain, and quite frankly, uh, you know, from a, a practical standpoint, if you have darker granite countertops, you know, if you're wiping them down, you sometimes don't see everything because of the darkness of it, like breadcrumbs and stuff. And then you'll sit down at the table and you'll look over and you'll be like, oh, that counter is not clean. The nice thing about a white countertop, you know when it's not clean and you can clean it right away. Um, That's a good point. Right. And um, <clears throat> I think that it has overtaken 
maybe 15 years ago, uh, Carolyn, if I said to you, um, you know, Quartz looks, Quartz is a great product, but the design of it was a little too, um, consistent. You know, it, it looked, it looked mm-hmm. manufactured. They have now figured that all out. And, uh, depending on how much money you spend with the Quartz, like as you go up, in price, you can get stuff that has a very natural look to it. Again, all depends on how much um, uh, counter space you have and what you decide to do. In your kitchen, let me ask you this. You said you're going to remodel it. All new kitchen cabinets? No, the cabinets are just fine. It's um, Mainly the problem is the floor. This sounds kind of odd that then everything else gets done, but they set the cabinets on top of a ceramic floor and the Mm. floor needs to be replaced so then of course that means the cabinets are coming out you know to do that and so then we're like yeah we don't love the countertop either so got it so So are the old are the the old cabinets so the old cabinets are going to go back in yes and Mm -hmm. do you have an island or a peninsula or both peninsula okay and does the peninsula in other words, do you kind of walk into the kitchen and the peninsula is uh, like you walk by it as you go into the kitchen? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you have like the side of the cabinet exposed? Yes. All right. Let me give you a little cool little design tip, which is one of my favorite things to do. If you end up doing okay. a new countertop, talk to the countertop installer about waterfalling the countertop over the peninsula. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've heard you say that before. It's super, it makes it super durable. It's an, it's a, it's an inexpensive, it costs more on the countertop, but it's an inexpensive Mm -hmm. way to bring a completely new design element to your kitchen. Okay. I'll put that in my loo notes. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I won't forget by tomorrow. Right. And how, how many grandkids are still sleeping? Well, there's only three here this overnight, and they're all still sleeping because mm. I was successful in sneaking out. Good job. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> we appreciate you yes, waking so up. We appreciate Thank you waking you. up. You got it. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. It's six forty nine in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. What's going on? Hey, so originally I was going to talk about furnace maintenance and stuff, but I um, I do have a different question surrounding crawl space. Um, recently, or I should say last year, I had my crawl space um, spray foamed. Okay. I do have a vapor barrier over the bottom, um, but I guess my question or advice would be underneath, like, the, the kitchen, the kitchen floor is, like, still, like, super cold. Uh, so I'm curious. If, if I should do anything underneath the floor from the crawl space side, like foam board or um, a different type of insulation under there. I know regular insulation is bad because it can get moldy and everything else. So I'm curious on your thoughts of insulating that. The crawl, the kitchen floor goes over the crawl space, correct? Yeah. So it's a, sorry, I should say it's a three bed ranch. So, the entire house is over the crawl space. Okay, so the entire home. You had, um, you said you had it foam insulated just the perimeter. Is that right? Yeah, they did the, um, they did the entire wall. Correct. 
Okay. But not the the floor is pea gravel with the vapor barrier. But then when I if I'm in that crawl space and I'm looking up at the house, the floor up above, it's uninsulated currently. Correct. You're looking at beams and and the wood underneath the right. Right. Underneath the flooring. I mean, here's the the reality is this. If you were to add, you know, uh, a, a, a spray foam to the underside of that uh, floor, it would help. But it won't, it's not going to be like the floor is going to be heated. Right? Right. And so the question becomes, what's the best use of your money? Now, if you if you if you're going to do it, then you should have the entire floor spray foamed, right? And I'm gonna I'm because just doing the kitchen, you know, doesn't to me doesn't make a lot of sense. You should do the whole floor, try and warm the whole house up. It will it will ultimately end up costing you less in energy bills because you're going to lose that transfer uh, loss, you know, from the from the flooring. But um, right. th- that may cost you five thousand dollars. I'm just making yeah. I'm just making a number up, right? And so now you have to ask yourself, what's the best use of my money here? Is it in the kitchen floor? Is it everywhere that it's freezing, or when you're standing at the sink? You know that kind of thing, or is it like when do you feel it the most? I think it's, I think it's more so because the kitchen is like tile than the got it. You know the family room. It's a pretty wide open concept. The family room has got um, like a, a nicer hardwood to it, and mm. the bedrooms have carpet, so and it doesn't transfer. You don't really the, notice yeah, it until right. you're in that tile kitchen. So, right. Part of my theory was at least putting like a you know one inch foam board pieces just in between. I thought about spray foaming it. Um, never heard of spray foaming. Over the pea gravel, though. That's no, 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 no. You would not do the pea gravel. That 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 you misunderstood me. You do the joist. You do above. That's what you'd be spray you. foaming. If you're gonna no, just you if, it's ju- floor, if it's if it's if it's floor. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I I meant the floor <laughs> above. So how about this then? If it's just because of the tile, then I'm gonna amend what I said. Yeah. Don't do the one inch board. That's not worth your time or effort. Have someone come and spray foam under the kitchen if that tile is going to stay, and that will help. It will help to temper it, but I just want you to ex- to set your expectations that it isn't going to be like, oh my gosh, I spray foam this thing. It's like we're in the Bahamas. You know what I mean? It's not going to be that, but it might not be right. as sharp of a difference in cold. And if you just want to. Yeah localize it where the tile is where it's most noticeable then then it's more affordable then it might be you know a two thousand dollar proposition as opposed to five thousand and that would be worth it in particular if you're going to stay around the house for a while it definitely would be uh, worth it uh, to do that thanks so much for the phone call bumping up against time it's six fifty-seven in the morning the news is next from the northwestern medicine newsroom we'll take a quick break and be back after this so um, the station used to do um, the station used to do these trips for listeners, and you would win a contest back when the uh, WGN had the Cubs, uh, Don, and and so a bunch of, of uh, nice. listeners went to Puerto Rico to see the Cubs play Montreal, right? Amy? Correct, Dope. right. And the stadium in Puerto Rico was like a high school stadium. 
right? Yeah, kind of like a, in Texas, like a double A stadium in Texas. Yeah, right, 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 right. And um, so anyway, I was like, "That's so cool! They're going to see the Cubs in Puerto Rico." And uh, so I said to the station, "I go, hey, I'm gonna. Can I just come? Like, I'm gonna pay my way. I want to go." Because and they're like, "Man, you can buy your own ticket, whatever, you know." And so um, a friend of mine, Tom, and then another friend of mine. Uh, not to name drop, Greg Cott, at the time, the rock critic for the uh, Chicago Tribune. The three of us went to Puerto Rico, and we had a fabulous time. And But what is unique about that trip and what music I just played is Warren Zevon died that weekend of the trip. Hmm. Okay? Now... We're at the ball game, you know, we're in Puerto Rico, we're having a really good time. John Williams, his then producer, Matt Bubala, they were doing the show, their show, from Puerto Rico. Yep, they were in the press box with us. Remember? You remember? Yeah, so you're just bringing back memories? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember the Warren Zevon thing, but, um, so, oh, there's the dogs. Werewolves. And uh, so... One second. Hold on. Easy. So um, then what happens is Matt says, Greg, you got to come on and talk about Warren Zevon dying. I told you that we were having a really good time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop your fun trip and get up here and talk work yeah. stuff. I said to Greg, I go, you're not going on the radio. No way, man. <laughs> I'm, you're not going on the radio. You're, no, no, no. We want to talk about it. Nope, you're no. not. We save you yeah. from I yourself, saved his career. buddy. Yep. Nice, nicely done. Good work. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> hope, he, hope he sends you a card. Uh, thank you. Oh, we you. talk so, about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is good. Oh, my gosh. That was such a fun... Uh, that was fun. Well, Andy, you were working, but that still had to yeah, be fun. Yeah, we still had fun. We were uh, trying to uh, make sure that the table in the press box was level, so we had to use a bunch of our uh, uh, cases from the equipment to kind of level things out to prop it up a little bit because everything was falling off the table. <laughs> it was so fun. We were out one night and uh, all the Cubs were there. And who was the, there was a reliever for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, tall, good looking kid. Um, oh God, what was his name? It'll come to me. I mean, they were going way back. I mean, this is back when, uh, this is back when. Um, this is 03. Oh, three. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, wait, wait, what was the name of this kid? Anyway, we were out at some bar and it was like four in the morning and this guy was there hmm. like wow. having a really good time. And okay. then they brought him in in relief in the next game and we're like, no, not him. <laughs> <laughs> and he Man. just fell apart. Oh boy. Oh my. <laughs> it was so fun. That was one of the best trips ever. Oh my God. And I think the Cubs got swept. Oh, well. Still sounds awesome, though. It was still awesome. Puerto Rico? Come on, it was great. Anyway, now I digress. Warren Zevon. God rest him. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. 716 in the morning. Lou Manfredini here with you. Uh, 857-557-4. Lou, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, I believe this is Pam in Maple Park. Hey, Pam. Yes, hello. Good morning, Lou. I was calling to find out, um, I, I have a crawl space and it has vents on both sides and it's been suggested that I close it up. I don't know, should they be left open, you know, to help with humidity, but should they be closed up or left open the, in general? The vents on the yeah, crawl. Yeah, on both sides of the house. 
But and yes, and, but, and, and uh, has any work done been done in your basement at all? In no, that crawl? Safe, no. No. Okay. <clears throat> There's a couple schools of thought. Um, I am a fan of keeping those vents open a little bit. If you haven't done the encapsulation, which is a whole different process mm-hmm. where you seal it all out. So if no work has been done, it's just the existing crawl. You know, in the winter months, it's typical where you would close those a little bit. However, we're not quite in the winter months. We're in this transition in our houses. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it was 70 okay. degrees a couple of days ago, right? And um, so yeah. I would leave them open for now. And then when we get into maybe, you know, tail end of November, December, when we're consistently in the colder temps, then you can go ahead and okay. cl- go ahead and close those. Okay. Uh, if you get work done, like the encapsulation uh, and waterproofing. Yep. Then they would, yep. then they would eliminate those vents completely oh. because then the okay. idea behind the encapsulation is they put almost like a, a pool liner inside, you know, if you can imagine, um, um, yeah, it's like a pool liner. And so they seal it all out. So any gases or smell or odor that comes in under that liner gets vented out of there. But then you have mm-hmm. this very clean, um, you know, protected space that you can store stuff in. It looks really nice. My gosh, when you mm-hmm. go to someday, if you go to resell and, you know, I think that most crawl spaces have kind of come out of favor with a, from a construction yeah. standpoint, because I think long term, I think we've got a lot of people that grew up with crawl spaces and they were always these dirty, nasty things. And now those mm-hmm. people that have grown up are buying houses and they're like, oh, I don't want a house with a crawl space. And um, you don't see a lot of homes being built with them anymore. They're either on a slab or have a full basement. So the encapsulation is a way to recapture that space to make it a usable space, but also make the home healthier. And when you go to resell and somebody looks at it, like, oh, my gosh, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because here's the other question. I know I've had problems with different companies. I know we have Permaseal, which is a highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're looking for comparison pricing. I know there's U.S. waterproofing, Permaseal, U.S. waterproofing. Are those just basically the the main ones if you're looking for comparison pricing? There are those are those are you know two of the larger companies. But I mean, if you were to type in basement waterproofing, um, you'd get a bunch of different names. You know, there's probably a dozen. There's probably mm-hmm. a dozen companies of, of, of varying reputations, um, okay. you know, in the marketplace. And if you did your homework and to your point to, mm-hmm. com, you know, comparatively price it all, um, you just got to mm-hmm. make sure that you're comparing apples to apples on the pricing, right? Because a lot of times, you know, one number might be higher, but it's maybe including more options. And then someone rolls in and says, oh, well, I'll do it for half that price. And you're all excited because it's half the price. And then they get into it and they go, oh, well, you know what, uh, Pam, we got to do this. And, oh, Pam, we got to do that. And you just, you know, in the end of the day, you don't want to be nickeled and dimed on the whole thing. So just make sure that when you get, I highly recommend you get multiple pricing um, so that you can understand what it's going to cost. But just make sure that everybody's quoting on the same work. 
Okay. It was a, it was a crawl space. It's always been hard with, you know, basement mm. is easier, but yep. I have a crawl space. Yep. And you just can't find that many crawl space companies. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Okay. Okay. Can I ask you one last question? Yes, ma'am. Uh, what kind of contract? I have a, I just noticed a crack in my living room ceiling downstairs. And in my back bedroom upstairs, I see, I don't know if it was, I had somebody come look at it, said it's okay. But it looks like a, a, a like it's dented in or like a wood thing is, I don't know if it's wood or anything. I haven't even touched it myself. Mm. It's like it's leaning down. What kind of contractor would you get to go really look at that and check that and make sure, you know, check it out? Well, I mean, <clears throat> it sounds, I mean, the crack in the ceiling could be as simple as, um, it could be a, as simple as uh, just some shifting and, you know, drywall that needs to get patched and taped. That's not uncommon. That would be a oh. painting contractor. But if there's more of a structural oh. issue there, um, mm -hmm. you know, that might be someone like a carpentry contractor to come and take a look at it to see. Okay. Maybe what you do is start with a painter and have them oh. come take a look at it and then just say, by the way, what do you think this is? And, you know, if they say, well... Lady, that's just, I'll tack that back up there, no problem. Um, but if they okay. say, yeah, that's a little bit more than that, then you may need a carpentry contractor. A contractor. Oh, okay. I, I, that was this guy. I don't want the ceiling crashing in. Mm, no, of course not. No, we don't want, we do not want that at all, Pam. Not at all. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh God, help me see. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate you so much. You thank you for calling. I appreciate you calling as well. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Speaking about basements, we'll take a quick break and be back right after this. This is John in Gray's Lake. Hey, John. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, what my issue is, I, in addition to my house, it's recent. Well, like fifteen year old addition to my house. I have vinyl siding. Of Marvin double hung windows with with a um, a metal extrusion as their perimeter, and then I have a space of three and a half inches or so that is filled with the trim, which is five quarter by four painted cedar, and then I have vinyl siding which butts up to that, where it's like the J or the U channel that accepts the end of the vinyl meets there. My question is, yep. where the heck am I? I? Keep getting different answers. Where should I caulk this? Well, you <clears throat> so you typically do not caulk the J channel, okay? Okay. So the J channel, if it's done properly, is cut fitted. the The cap that's on the top of the J channel, where the siding goes over the top, it, it mm -hmm. they they modify the back side of it and they bend down the pieces to create a drainage, so that. Um, I'm assuming when I look at the window, there's J-channel around, you know, all the trim. But the bottom yep. piece of J-channel, the bottom piece of J-channel on the underside of the sill should be cut the same length as the sill. And then the, the vertical J-channel should extend down past that a little bit, or at least flush. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that any okay, water that would, if you know, in a blowing rain, <clears throat> it would go there and drain out. Oh, you're walking outside. <laughs> okay. Well, in my case, everything is a mitered seam. 
joint. Okay. Every, well, all my, four corners. Okay, so my mitre is mitre is good. So then that's a very good install. But you shouldn't be. Okay. You should not caulk the J channel. The reason is okay. water can get trapped behind there in a blowing rain just because of the. You want to let it. You know, any kind of water that would get behind the siding, a, a little bit of it, we need it to drain out. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hold it. So you're only going to drain. Okay, right. You're only going to drain the. Excuse me, caulk the cedar to the metal on the window itself. Okay. All right. That makes sense, and it's kind of what I thought. But I keep getting every time I talk to somebody that should know these things, I get. Differing answers. Differing. There's different <laughs> opinions. Answer. There's different opinions about all that, but most siding people will tell you you don't caulk the J channel. Okay. All right. And I should use a reasonably good paintable caulk, I would think, because that trim is painted. If it's paint, a, if it's painted, yeah. So silicone. if it's painted, use a. Uh, I would use if you're going to paint it again. If that's your goal, mm -hmm. then um, you yeah. want to use an exterior grade paintable caulk. There's a um, DAP makes a product. I think it's called Alexa 25, which is a siliconized okay. window and door trim that's paintable. You can buy the white. You can buy the clear. Even both are paintable, whatever it might be, and okay. then just allow it to dry tw 12 hours in a perfect world, 24. Then go ahead and paint it. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more question on the trim itself, which is like I said, I think five quarter cedar. By four cedar. Yep. And then the sill is fashioned out of something by two. So it's one and a half thick by about one and three quarters deep at a slight angle it's yep. installed. Yep. Um, if I want to replace that, because it, the paint doesn't seem to want to hold, it's been a few years, and I have to repaint too often. And I even got some soft spots in the cedar. If I choose to replace that trim, what's a real good product that's maintenance free? Basically, I keep hearing about like Hardy Board or, or there's another one I can't quite remember the name of it. Or LP, in the, you know, in the box. Uh, well, stores, I see the plastic siding. I mean, if you trim. the, the uh, Azek, which is a 100% PVC product that kind of mimics, they have mm -hmm. a they have a cedar finish. You may have; they may not make something as thick as that, so you would may have to double up mm -hmm. on it, like bond it together and then cut it to shape. Yeah. But then, if you install that and paint that, it's never going to rot. And once it's all okay, painted, that stuff that has to be painted, Lou. Well, what color is your trim? It's all white. Yeah, the, the white, white, the white of the board will not probably match the white that you currently have so does it have okay, to be painted definitely. does it no it doesn't but in the end you may not get a match that you're looking for if you prime it and paint it it holds the paint really really well and you're done you won't have to touch it again it's really really durable stuff azek is what it's called all right it's 7 32 in the morning our new Tulu 2 is a uh, is coming up and it's a lighting product that um well it's great for the holidays, but it's really great for all the time when it comes to doing some nightscaping around your home. Let's head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. So I don't think I've ever made anything ever with fennel. It's like a funny-looking plant. It's got this bulb, 
and then it almost has like four. They almost look like uh, celery stalks, right? And you cut the bulb off, and then you chop it up, and you put that in the Dutch oven, and you saute that with some onions and some garlic and olive oil, and you get that going. And then I put some Italian sausage in that, and then you put a little heavy cream and a little half and half and whatever the recipe was, and then I missed with this really good rotini. It was so good. Fresh fennel. That's like a little secret. Mm. It was so good. Fresh. Well, I don't know if it's fresh, but like the fennel seeds even are on the on the pizza. Right. It's always really good. It's kind of got like a licorice taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was fresh, and it was so good. Really good. I've never done fresh. Well, that's our noodle too now. No, our noodle too <laughs> is rot- sausage routine. And I, you know, because Carmen and Mallory, who don't live in the Chicago area anymore. They're both vegetarians, and so I took a picture and go, can't have any of this, because it had sausage with teeny. I should have sent a picture to you, too. You don't know what you're missing. Thanks. It was so good. <laughs> that would have been mean. Anyway, our Noodle 2, sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. Up lighting, outdoor lighting, fabulous. But what about outdoor lighting that you can have some fun with? That's a double whammy. While I love Halloween, you'd be surprised at how little decor I actually have up. I mean, well, to some people. However, that all changes this weekend up until the big day on Monday. There's going to be no missing our house during trick-or-treating. Because as the sun goes down, the lights go up. Boom! Because it's all about the lighting. And here's the thing. It's so easy. The best part? The same lights I use can be used for all the holidays ahead. Green and red, blue and white, red for Valentine's Day, green and gold for when the Packers go to the Super Bowl. Ha, yeah, right. This weekend's new to Lou 2 is the On For You LED floodlights. On For You are DIY color-changing LED lights that are great for uplighting events, uplighting parties, wall washing your walls, inside or outside for holidays, the big game, weddings. Just One Light gives you multi-colors and multi-modes. After you plug it in, you just point the included remote at the floodlight to turn on the lights. Then pick your favorite color, brightness mode like strobe lights or color-changing. The remote even has a timer built in so you can set the lighting to power off after 3, 6, or 12 hours. The IP66 light is dustproof and waterproof, so it's perfectly fine sitting out in the rain, sleet, the snow, hot sun. I'm telling you, these are the simplest yet the most effective and versatile decorations you will ever find and ever need. You can buy them singular or in a duo pack, or I bought the four pack, which goes for 69 bucks. My tip for Halloween lighting is to shine one red light and one blue light on either side side of the front door. I love that contrast. It kind of gives off a spooky vibe. But hey, ring that bell around Thanksgiving and you'll see orange and yellow. Come back caroling for Christmas and they're going to be green and red. I mean, it's really just the new Tulu 2 that gives all year round. For more information on the on for You LED floodlights, check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel and be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there. Six- 69 bucks. Is that what I are? For four. For four of them. That's a good deal. Correct. And LED, I, you love them. I love them. It, they, it just, it's so easy and it makes you look really festive. 
if you don't want to put the work in. Right. You just click the button and you're it's Halloween. But it also will just do white, like regular yeah. lighting. Or you could just if do you white, want. right? Yeah, on right. Off, right. On off holidays. <laughs> in you just the go white. middle of February. And or, you can do oh, like I guess a that's low, Valentine's like a, Day, right? You could do like Valentine's Day. Like a soft, Day. I do red. You could do like a soft, um, you could do like red and pink. I mean, you can get uh, 4th of July, red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. But then in the off, but like for the white, you could even do it like a soft white, or you could do a mm. bright light. Mm. It, I think that they're amazing. Yeah, and uh, and affordable with four of them, and then with the right extension cord, you put it out there correctly, and you're good to go. I love that idea. Right. Really mm-hmm. good. All right, go to youtube.com slash TV, and you will see the video and information up there, youtube.com slash TV. It's 746 in the morning. Let's do this. We will take a quick break, and we'll get back to your phone calls. Good. Very well. Thank you. Lou, I had a uh, service come out and did a, a pre-winter check on my front. I had technician come out and, and uh, do that. This is fine, but uh, he showed me a little bit of mold that is in my humidifier. And he showed me the filter, and there's you know some spots, but not a lot at all. Uh, at first, he said, well, okay, well, maybe you could go on this program, buy a new humidifier. I didn't think I have to go to that drastic extent at this point. However, he said, if you don't want to do that, then soak the filter for in bleach for about 24 hours. Is that a, a reasonable solution in your mind? Well, how? It, when's the last time that filter got replaced? To, well, it was it's brand new uh, for two years, so it's not been replaced. Yeah, I don't know that I would soak it in bleach. Um, you know, the thing is, those filters, those screen, those filters have a little coating on them. And uh, it's not uncommon to get a little bit of mold on there. Do, do, do you are you're confident in taking the cover off and taking the filter off and everything, right? Yes. Okay. There's a cleaner that I like called Concrobium. Okay. <clears throat> Go buy a bottle of that. Take apart the humidifier. Squirt in any area that you see in the actual frame of the thing with the Concrobium. Like you know, at the bottom, <clears throat> there's that collection tray. Right. That uh, that maybe that's where a little bit of the mold is. The pipe, the drain pipe, maybe there's a little bit there. Spray it on there. Let it dry. Don't wipe it. Then when it dries, go ahead and wipe it away. The filter itself, you could spray that with the concrobium on both sides. You don't need to soak it. Spray it. Let that dry overnight, and then put it all back inside there. That's it. The mold is probably from... The uh, I, I I'll bet you the mold is from the summer months when you're not using the humidifier. The air conditioner's on, humidity's running through there, and it's just collecting there. And then when the you know when the you turn off the AC, the water's just sitting there. It's not running. Once this thing starts operating in the winter months, you know you have it set and go. I think you'll be fine. Yes. And um, uh, gosh. Your name is Tony. You live in Tin- Tinley Park. First word sounds like it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, what uh, the the proper setting? I think I've heard you say in the past should be about uh, thirty or thirty five. Yeah. So it really, you know, the thing is, it it uh, I mentioned uh, this this morning a little bit earlier. You know, we're in this funny time right now of year where our homes have not really transitioned to. Um, to winter, 
right? Because the weather is, you know, it's still, you know, like I mentioned, 70 degrees a couple days ago. And so right. for now, when you, uh, when you get this all cleaned up and ready to go and you've got the furnace on, I'd put it at, you know, 30%. But if all of a sudden yeah. we get a stretch of weather come, you know, winter, winter, that were sub 20 degrees, and then you notice, hey, wow, I got water on the inside of my windows. You know, what's going on there? That's because you have too much humidity on there because it's so dry outside. And keep in mind that with whole house humidifiers or even room humidifiers, it takes a good 24 hours for that to adjust. And so I think once we get into like December, January, you'll probably go down to 25% and set it and forget it. Okay, perfect. Lou, you've always been a big help. I appreciate it. I enjoy your show. Have a great weekend. You're a nice man. Thank you very much for saying that. By the way, I guess I forgot, you know, uh, our first call that we, we don't call us, we call you, That uh, and then the lady wasn't, uh, uh, she was asleep with her grandkids, which is a totally good excuse, right? I mean, how do you, how do you. Yeah, you're blaming her for what you're going to say. Right, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe <laughs> that you're not there. We told you we were going to call you and then she's asleep with her grandkids. I'm like, okay, that's a good excuse. But I forgot to say that our first call is sponsored by bathfitter.com slash Lou, our fine friends at Bathfitter, where you can get a bathtub, you know, renovated in one day, right? They're the yeah. ones to do it. And I completely forgot because I got befuddled by the fact that she didn't answer. And then, so see, rude. you can't be a judger because then you find out all... This is the problem with society. We judge right away. We don't have all the facts. Then once you have all the facts, right, then you realize, okay, well, it's okay you didn't answer. We'll call you back. Yeah. How about that? Don't call us. We'll call you back later. <laughs> that's, our, that's our new feature in the middle of the show. Don't call us. We'll call you later. <laughs> I'm not sure when. Whenever you can answer. Yeah. Or, Just... Right. Don't call us. We'll call you, then you tell us when we should call you back. Right? Text us, and then we'll call you back, and then right. Well, you know we'll how leave a voicemail, like and yeah, you like can leave. you know now's not a good time. How about in an hour? You know how you'll get a sometimes you'll get a text like a, people that we work with. Hey, Lindsay, can you hop on a phone call right now? And you'll text back. Oh, I can't do it right now, but I can do it in ten minutes. Or you and I, I'll be like, Hey, can I talk to you real quick? Like, how how about I'm you know I'm sleeping. <laughs> Right? Call me later. Don't call us. Call me later. That's our new feature. Broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. More House Smarts Radio when we return. Um, That's the part to watch. Five. Yep. That was the part. Andy, are we, are we, who, am I, who am I supposed to root for? Uh, quick series end so we can get to the offseason. <laughs> really doesn't matter. No. We would like it to end in four. Yeah. Uh, but is the only Cub on the team? Schwarber. Are there any White Sox on the team? You know, I don't Former think so. White Sox? I don't believe so. Yeah, Schwarber is obviously on the Phillies, and right. uh, Dusty Baker is the manager of the Astros. Ooh, Dusty Baker. Mm -hmm. mm, I do. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I had a relationship with Dusty Baker. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you too, right? Yeah, that yeah. was all in your heyday mm -hmm. with the Cubs, right? right? Yep. I like Dusty Baker. I do too. And he's like 150 years old, and he's back in the in the World Series. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously he took the uh, he took the reins of the Astros after their garbage bang uh, garbage can oh, yeah, banging right, days, right, you know. Right, right. So he stepped in and uh, pretty much saved it. Hmm. Well, I think I'm going to have to go for the Astros then. I think I'm going to go for the Dusty Baker. Okay. Right. And yeah. doesn't, well, they have um, 
Justin Verlander, right? He's a nice mm-hmm. guy, right? Good pitcher. Uh, he's a he's a good pitcher. <laughs> this will be okay, he's well. going for his third Cy Young, I believe, this yeah. year. He's a good pitcher. Um, he's yeah. a good pitcher. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we'll just go with that. He's a good pitcher. And uh, what about that uh, Altuve? Isn't he a real good player? Yeah, I have a funny story about Altuve. You know, he's like five six, which is you know. I can see eye to eye with him. Let's put it that way. Uh, my, Andy Towers over yeah, him. My dad uh, and my mom wintered uh, in Florida near West Palm Beach where the uh, the Astros train. And before the 2017 season, we were there. And my dad said, what's the bat boy doing out there at second base? And I said, that's not <laughs> no the bat way. boy. That's going to be the guy that wins the AL MVP this year. Wow. And he won the AL MVP that year. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go for the Astros then. <laughs> All right. Astros yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they got some work to do. Right. Yeah, they they lost the first game. Lost right? last. That was the first time they've lost in the postseason. Wow. This year, it's crazy. Huh. So, hmm. all right, go Astros. Dusty Baker still, still chewing on that uh, little toothpicks. Toothpick. I always think he's going to swallow that thing. I'm always worried about. Yeah, it. he's a pro. <laughs> he's a pro. <laughs> okay, good. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Uh, let's get back to your phone calls here and help some people out. This is Tom in Lincoln Square. Hey, Tom, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Luke. Thanks for taking my call. I'm standing in front of my boiler. It came down this morning to drain it, and the water is not running. That was about a half hour ago, about 730, and it's still not running. The what, Wait, wait, wait. You went downstairs okay. to the boiler. Okay, the boiler... Uh, they instructed me to drain it uh, every week or so to prevent rust buildup in the pipes. Right. So when I turned the uh, valve this morning, there was no flow. Nothing is coming out. And I just tried it again, and still nothing is flowing. Hmm. Um, and the boiler's on. Correct, yes. The thermostat's set. You don't hear the pump yes. run? You don't hear the pump running? No, no. Okay. Is there a switch on the side of the boiler? There is. Is it on or off? Up position. In the up position, on. Okay. Go to the. And there is water halfway up the glass bulb. Right. Hmm. What do you have the What do you have the uh, thermostat set at right now? You know the thermostat is in the tenant's apartment upstairs. It should be about uh, sixty-eight to seventy-two. I'm not really sure. And is it something that they can that they can operate? Yes. Was yeah, is there is there a chance that they turned it down? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, because it was because it, well, it was warm yesterday. I mean, I'm just I'm just playing the yeah. devil, devil's uh, advocate. Yeah, but, you know, uh, uh, there was no heat in my apartment yesterday. You know, I. Checked the radiators a couple of times when it got down to be about 50, you know, 45, 50, and it wasn't running. It did kick on during the night while we were sleeping. Oh, it did. But, yeah. It did. Okay, I'm going right. to, so before you touch anything, I would find out about the thermostat. That would be okay. the very, that would be the very first thing that I would check <clears throat> and see that if, in fact, someone hit it by mistake or, they lowered it by mistake, oh. and yeah. if it's not, no. go ahead. Well, I was thinking uh, earlier today, uh, did we replace the batteries in August like we usually do? Right. So I think that'll be my first check. Right. Uh, okay. 
start I just had a little panic when I saw no flow and I forgot about the battery situation. So. Right, right. Let's try okay. that. Let's try that first. Okay. Okay, well, I'll have to go upstairs and disturb them and, uh, you know, can't keep you on the phone. But uh, Well, how about you do this? When you go up there and say, look, uh, are they are they younger? Are they a younger couple? No, older. Older. But, uh, you know, it's what? Well, maybe they should be, Almost. they should have the radio on and they should be listening to me. I start at six in the morning, <laughs> so maybe they're already up. They should be, yeah. Let me uh, <laughs> run up there and knock on the door. There see. you go. Say, let me check the thermostat, and by the way, do you have WGN radio on? Let's do two things. Let's kill two birds with one stone. Correct. Okay. <laughs> get, get them in line with the rest of the city. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your hard work on our behalf. Okay. Take care, and, Tom. Uh, I appreciate your show. You got it. Thank you so much for calling. Good luck with that. All right. It is 8.18 in the morning. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Thanks, Lou. Desire those deep, rich cabinet colors that you see on Magnolia Network? Get them now from Pryor Creek at Builder Supply Outlet. These inset modified shaker vanities are available in statement-making black and deep pine shades. So hot right now. Plus, white and gray, always in style. Includes hardware and white countertops, a sharp contrast to deep shades or clean monochromatic look. With a variety of sizes in stock, find the one that's perfect for your bathroom sanctuary at Builder Supply Outlet. How may I help you? Well, we've got a 65-year-old house, of which we've been living here for 50 years. Wow. And it's cedar-sided. And unfortunately, before we moved here, the cedar got painted. And it peels. And we've painted it a number of times. And the, the funny part is, is the east and the west side peel. But the north and the south side never do. Mm. And our painter, who we've used for years, has finally said to us, it's time to side this house. You don't need to paint it anymore. Wow. Coming from, the guy, coming, about, coming from the guy that you pay to paint it. Yes. Wow. And, and uh, I just was wondering, uh, you know, cedar, I, I, I've always heard you shouldn't paint cedar, but unfortunately this got painted. And it, it seems to me that siding this place is going to be a heck of a lot more expensive than painting it. Well, let me ask you this, Chester. Um, <clears throat> so a couple questions. Of course, it's going to cost you more, but it's also going to be, you know, the last time you do that. So you say you've lived in the house for 50 years. Yes. God willing, what's the plan in that house? Well, we're, we, we intend to stay here. The next 10 years? But I'm 86 years old, so I don't know how much longer that'll be. All, but. all right, okay. And in, in um, so let's just, let's say, God willing, you're there for 10 more years. 96, that's a good one. Would you, would you sign that dance card, Jester? Sure. Okay. In 10 years, is that house going to be torn down, remodeled, or someone's going to move in like it is? In other words, what other things have to happen to that house? Uh, not very much. It's it's in pretty good shape. Right. Uh, the the front part of it is is pretty much brick. Right. The rest of the house is sided. Okay. And like I say, the, the the east and the west side of the house and the two car detached garage uh, are fine. It's just the uh, east and the west side that that do the peeling. Mm-hmm. Well, 
And uh, this painter that you've used for years, you know, the last time you painted the house, do you remember how much it was? Uh, about $3,000. Okay. And that lasted how long? Uh, about four years. Okay. So if I had to guess, it probably would cost you probably close to $20,000 to peel off the siding that you have and reside the house with like a good quality vinyl, right? Mm-hmm. Probably right, you know, fifteen dollars to $20,000, okay? And okay. if you had the painter come back, so really, quite frankly, the east and the west side that you speak of right now, they don't need to be repainted. Right. Right? So it's really just two sides of the house. Yes. So why don't we try this? Ask the painter. I'm voting based on the information that you gave me right now that we repaint it. But I'm going to ask him to use something different as a test. So he's going to scrape. You know, this is a spring job. He could even do it in the fall. But he's going to scrape everything that's peeling, right? And let let me ask you one other question, Chester. When you look at that west wall, what percentage of the wall would you say is peeling? Half of it? I'd say 10 to 15%. Oh, okay. So it's not crazy. It's just there's trouble spots. Right. All right. So now we're going to scrape all that that he can, and he's going to use a different primer than he's used before. Do you have a pen or a pencil ready? Hang on. All right. Because I think this might be your game changer for you, and you'll get more than three years out of the deal. Okay, I'm ready. All right. It's from a company called Insul X. I N S X. I N F X. I N S as in Sam. X as in zebra. Okay. Not zebra. <laughs> Xylophone. <laughs> X. Okay. And the product is called Sticks. Just to confuse you. It's S-T-I-X. Okay. It is a, it is a bonding primer, and he's going to buy a gallon of this stuff. It's waterborne, and he's going to scrape everything. He's going to use that bonding primer first, and he's going to follow the instructions to a T. And then when he paints over the top of that, it should stick really well and should... Keep the peeling from happening again. I mean, if we go with the $3,000 and every three to four years, you got to repaint it, right? So if we spend three grand now and let's say, let's say that the primer tip I gave you works and you can get five years out of it, right? Okay. Well, now you're 91. And then if we have to paint it again, You'll be 96. Okay. Same number we got to when we started this conversation. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, that's so, fine. So, I appreciate it. Sounds like a plan? I I will talk to him and see what we can do. All right, Chester. I appreciate you calling. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a terrific weekend. Thank you. Appreciate your help. 857 557 Now, 
We're going to talk with the CEO and the president of a company called Built, B-I-L-T. They have an app, not a website, but an app on your smartphone to help you put together just about anything. What's really interesting is they not only help with the everyday stuff that you and I would buy and put together, you know, a grill or a rocking chair or a, a ceiling fan, but they actually help government agencies with instructions on how to do stuff like the Air Force. You and I don't have access to that, but the Air Force does. It's kind of cool. And they have this technology made in the USA. This company's out of out of Texas. And um, it's really an interesting thing. You know, uh, I was talking to the CEO of the company. He said, uh, you know, um, if if a picture is worth, he said, if a picture is worth a thousand words, our instructional video is worth a thousand pictures. That's cool, right? That's like Jack Kerouac stuff. Anyway, that's coming up after this report of WGN Radio News. There's instructions, instruction manual, and sometimes it's super confusing. And for many of us, maybe you you look real quick, oh, yeah, I got this, and then you throw it down, and then you get in the middle of it, and you're caught, and, and then you go back. And it's, anyway, it can be so frustrating to put things together. You just wish that there was, well, you know, a YouTube video or some uh, some type of video, something that you could go to. Well, what if there was an app that is specifically designed to help you put things together? We found such an app, and it's called Built, B-I-L-T. Joining me on the phone line is Nate Henderson, who is the chairman and CEO of Built Incorporated. Nate, good morning, and welcome to How Smarts Radio. Thank you, Lou. It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, okay, uh, I just discovered your app, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but can you explain to our audience what Built is all about? Absolutely. So Built is, for your audience, think of it as your one-stop shop location to find the official three-dimensional, guided, interactive, and proven, as in validated, instructions for thousands and thousands of products. And it's free to end users to use to do the assembly, installation, maintenance of, as I said, thousands of products via a mobile app. Now, you said validated and approved. So are you working with specific manufacturers to create these amazing 3D videos? I mean, uh, as an example... We own a couple hardware stores, and we uh, sell and assemble and deliver Weber grills. And uh, one of our store managers was showing me the ability to literally, piece by piece, look at the part, rotate it on the app. You can go upside down on top of it all the way around in this unbelievable animation. Is, is this something you work directly with the manufacturers on? You're exactly right. Uh, so... We work together with the with the brands or the uh, manufacturers, and these are all brands that create great products, but they want the end user to have a quick but also high-quality experience so that when it's done, that Weber grill works perfectly for the next 20 years. Mm. And so, yes, these are their official 3D-guided instructions. And when I say validated, yes, they approve them. But we actually go through the assembly of each product ourselves. And so 
if there are parts that are that are maybe not quite exact or don't line up exactly, we get to see those, and then via our built experience, we can show you how to get through those pretty seamlessly. Now, I don't want to you know give away any trade secrets here or have you, but I mean, do you, in a way, when you say, okay, so we're using Weber as an example, but I know you have a bunch of other brands that you work with as well. Do you actually get the 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 thing, whatever it is, and then have a, a team or people that put it together and then somehow you film that or, or, or turn it into an animation? I mean, is that some like, you know, I don't want to peek behind the curtain, but is that kind of what happens? And then you end up putting it all together to make it this nice experience? Uh, you're exactly right. So so the brands, if we take Weber, which is which is another great Chicago-based uh, oh, yeah. uh, brand and 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 uh, has has the highest quality grills that uh, that you can buy. Um, they send us the product, and so we're putting hands on it before you ever touch it. Mm. Um, and, and and so yes, it comes in here. Uh, our kind of special environment and all the technology that we have created, uh, we're able to take what we learn and then create this set of animated three D instructions. We also have a little bit of analytics under it that helps us and the brand continue to learn and then we can update these instructions in uh, in real time so it's kind of like you remember the first time that you that you used like google maps right right and 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 you put away your 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 thomas guide well the thomas guide by, by the time it was printed it was already out of date right these built instructions will be updated in real time anytime and so they're darn perfect on a continuous basis and I would imagine, uh, I mean, not to tell you your business, but when you're talking to these manufacturers, you know, it can be so frustrating for uh, a homeowner or anybody, even even you know, someone commercially, when you get this thing out and you have to assemble it, and it's just a terrible experience. And in the end, you know, you'll say, well, I love that. I think I saw you have like Delta faucets as one of your partners. You know, I love the faucet. Man, was it a pain in the neck to put together. You're trying to make that whole process easier and more inviting so that the the experience when you're done going, man, look at this faucet. I put it in myself and it was pretty easy to do. That's just going to help people uh, with the whole process. You know, Lou, I don't think I could have said it better myself. (laughs) <laughs> that is exactly what we're trying to do is is make people better and faster at what they do. Um, and you will find that with a built set of instructions, even projects or tasks that you've been a little afraid of, you can do very, very well uh, with this. And, and, and as you mentioned, we have more than, uh, than, than just a few brands. We have hundreds of brands on there and thousands and thousands of products that are growing every single day. Uh, uh, you know, Halloween this weekend, if you go to Home Depot and look at the 15-foot skeleton and all these fun things you can put outside your yard, Home Depot uses our built instructions hmm. uh, so that you can get these things set up very, very quickly and have a fun time doing it, frankly. Uh, and then the product is done right. I would think that uh, from a, a, a maker, a brand perspective, I mean, right, it, with all this technology that you have and, you know, whatever, you're, you're a company making a widget or, you know, whatever it is that's got to be put together, it, it could be a thing from a cost-saving perspective to say, okay, hey, built guys, look, I built this thing or we made this thing. You figure out how to put it. We'll, we'll tell you how to put it together, but you do it all, vi- uh, video it all. 
And then now when someone buys the rocking chair or whatever it is, there's just something you could scan, download the app, and here you go. It's ready to go. It, it almost makes the instruction manual or the assembly manual kind of obsolete. Yeah, and what uh, you're going to start seeing here over the next couple of years is more and more of these brands are are going to either reduce 80 or 90 percent the paper that they ship right. with or eliminate it altogether right because this is so much better of an experience and and remember these brands want you to have a great experience they right. want that product to work really well and so they're investing to do this but the reason it's always free to the end user is because yes it lowers returns it lowers customer support costs and when people have that great experience hopefully you come back and you're giving it a a five-star rating or a four-star rating right. instead of something else, right. and, and this impacts their sales. So everybody wins in this. So this is your, your, your business, obviously, is funded by the brands that you're using. So when you say the end user, you know, anybody... I, I bought this thing. I'm a consumer, or or I'm a, a you know somebody working at a hardware store or home center, and I'm just not quite sure how this goes. Anybody can use this, and it's free to use. All they have to do is download the app. It's not a you're not a website. You're you're an app based uh, service. Correct. That's correct. Think of this as as your your filing cabinet that you have at home, where all those paper manuals are that you know, don't want to throw away, but right. they're all out of date anyway. Right. Well, built has that filing cabinet. Uh, we call it my stuff. And in there, all of these products will be in there. Your warranty information, you can register it in there. If there are updates that need to come from the manufacturer, they'll be pushed to you. But you're exactly right. It's free to use. And and it's not just consumer-related you know, related products. Right. Our biggest customer is actually the United States Air Force. <laughs> and so we have, we have even things that are professional-related, uh, that, uh, you know, working on like automotive things or construction related things, uh, we have lots and lots of customers that, uh, are fairly complex jobs, hmm. but people can still access it in a more secure way. Right, right, right. Uh, you can use built, uh, for that as well. You're not, I don't have access to how to fix a Tomahawk, uh, uh, helicopter, correct? Uh, you don't have access, but uh, if you ask the Air Force, they may give it to you. <laughs> okay, good. No, I don't want access. I want to make sure no one's got, only the Air Force has that. How long have you guys been around? So we uh, launched the company in the end of 2016. Hmm. And uh, uh, since then, we now are, are used in 172 countries, which is wow. nearly every country on the planet, uh, wow. 12 different languages. And as I said, we have hundreds of brands and now thousands and thousands of products and growing very, very fast. I love that. I love that. Really, it was, I was, uh, I was really quite impressed just with the, the, you know, and I, I spent a little time on the app. I downloaded the app as well. And I just started to look at the, the, the breadth of consumer products, you know, that, that you take, uh, that you have partners with and, you know, things like I, I mentioned a rocking chair. There was a thing about a, one of your brands that has a rocking chair. Hey, and it, and it, you know, it's so well done where put this down on the ground like this, put this screw in here and you've got, you know, voice, uh, instructions as well as, uh, uh, you know, video instructions to show the whole thing. And it just makes it so, so easy. So for our, our listeners, uh, you know, they're interested as, in, in this topic as well. How do they get a hold of your app? Not free to download. You just go to the where, wherever you buy apps to put on your phone? 
so you can go to the the Apple App Store or the Android uh, Store, and if you just type in "built," that's B-I-L-T in all caps, uh, you'll see it's uh, it's usually the first one that comes up. It, it actually has an icon of a of a nut um, uh, in there. But also, anytime that you buy a product, uh, very oftentimes on the packaging. The outside box, it will have call-outs on it that says, hey, uh, this uses built instructions. Or when you open up the box, you'll see that they put stop sheets and oftentimes print something right in the very front of the instructions that just says, hey, for a faster, easier install or assembly experience, download the free built app. Right. And, th- and then once you have it, then you'll start seeing there are more and more products on there. And then, like I said, it all sits there in your My Stuff and and now you have this virtual filing cabinet that you can get updates and registration from. And you guys, so it's fun. And you guys are a U.S.-based company, correct? That's right. We are based in uh, Dallas, Texas. That's awesome. Nate Henderson is the chairman and CEO of Built Incorporated. You can download the app at either the Google Store or the uh, Apple App Store. I love hearing about uh, you know new businesses that launch and, and have great success. I, I only wish you continued success, more brands to work with you, and uh, I hope a lot of people check out the app. Nate, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Lou. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-5574-LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break. We're in Marco Island. We came down free. Um, the hurricane to do a project, but that all changed oh. because our car was submerged with water. Oh, we no. got here on Sunday night, um, and yesterday our neighbors downstairs unit said, they had buckling on their ceiling wall in the, the master shower, which means, um, and there was dripping in the, the light, which means we're having problems with our shower drain. We want to know what to do. We, we did have somebody stop in late yesterday, and the fix was kind of expensive. Um, hold on. Up oh, the, Joan, Joan, okay. hold on a second. Are, you, are we talking a condo building? Yes, the condo okay. building. And what floor are you on? We're on four. Okay. And did your building did your building get flooded on the lower levels? Yes, the lower level is the parking lot. The, the actual building is structurally fine, and there was nothing wrong with that. Okay, so the the lower, the, level, the lower level was parking, so you guys park under the building. But then the first Correct. floor unit did not, the first floor of units in your building did not sustain any water damage? Correct, because it's actually the second floor. Right. Um, you know, the first floor considered the parking Yeah, lot. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this, as far as you know, is not hurricane uh, damage? Correct. Correct. Huh. Okay. Other people in the building we've heard have had the same problem. The building's about thirty years old. Mm. All right, do me a favor. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on hold for a second because uh, I'm just bumping up against time. But I do wanna I do wanna talk to you some more. So don't go anywhere. We're gonna we're gonna put you on hold, and uh, I'm gonna come back and answer your question off the air. Just because I want to get some more information, but I need to keep on track here. It is 8.58 in the morning. The news is next from Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Uh, Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How may I help you this morning? 
Um, I got a oh, about sixty-five year old uh, uh, ranch slab, and uh, I, it's a three bedroom. Okay. And in the and I would say the back bedroom, if you will. Um, it's it, it. It seems like the 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 it's original tile. You know that brown tile, like okay. Uh, has has moved either has moved away or the settling of the house, what have you. But but there's like in in spots it's cold back here, and this is the only room it is. And it seems like there's maybe in parts if you go along the edge. There, on the floor, there, parts of it is maybe an inch, maybe, maybe a half inch, and and maybe that's why it's cold because there's cold air coming through the floor there. I see. Where there's like little gap. Is that correct? And if it is, can I use caulking on there or or what? So when you say the gaps, you're talking about the gap between like the base trim and the bottom of the floor. Yes, correct. Sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And the, and then the and then the floor, yeah, right. the tile floor, right. yeah. And you said in some points it's a half an inch. Uh, in in certain spots, yes. Okay, but the vast majority of the other parts, it's not that much. Maybe more like a quarter. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So let's do this. Go to the hardware store and pick up um, pick up a uh, <clears throat> three eighths inch caulking rope which is basically like a styrofoam long piece of styrofoam spaghetti but it's three caulking rope you caulking rope and or 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 caulking caulk backer it may be it may the name may be backer rod okay but it's essentially three-eighths of an inch piece of spaghetti that's probably 25 feet long okay where the big gaps, and then you're going to, with a putty knife or a screwdriver, in those areas where you have the bigger gaps, you're just going to cut this with a utility knife or a pair of scissors, and you're going to tuck it into that gap and shove it in there to fill that gap to back up so that you can then caulk that area with clear caulking. Clear caulking. Clear caulking. Because the clear... Now, in the big gap area, what what color is the base trim? Uh, white. Okay. I mean, you could do white. Um, but with the nice thing yeah, about... Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I, okay. I don't have a... You don't, you, don't care what it, you don't care what it looks like. You just want it to be warmer. So put the... the yeah. Re, the reason I... The re, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any... But the windows are good, so right. I don't see any other reason why sure. this room is particularly Listen, cold unless... There was unless a, that... Uh, Go ahead. Um, 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 unless the foundation is totally cracked underneath here, I don't know. But yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, this is the only room. Yeah, but go ahead. There are companies that will come out there, and this is what they do. Like, you hire them, and then they seal up all the gaps and make sure the air isn't coming in. And if you've got a few areas where this the air is coming in, the, the other thing, you mentioned that it's a, a house on a slab. The exterior of the home, is it brick? Is it sided? What is it? It's sided. Okay. So once you do all this, so you're going to take, you're going to put that backer rod in there and then you're going to add the caulking, the clear acrylic caulk. You'll use your finger to make it nice and smooth. When it dries, it'll kind of blend in between the coloring of the floor and the trim. You may not even need to paint, you may not even need to paint it. 
And then no. on, on the outside, make sure that the siding there, you know, is tight. Mm-hmm. Nothing's loose. Maybe pay attention mm-hmm. right where the foundation, uh, rather the slab meets the wall, that that's nice and tight. Maybe you got to add a little caulking out there as well. And you can do that too. But I bet, Roger, you'll solve the problem just by doing this on the inside, and you'll see a remarkable difference there. The other thing, too, I assume in the slab, are your heating ducts in the ceiling? No, they're on the floor. They're on the floor. Okay. And Yeah, wretches, if you will. In yeah. those three bedrooms that you have, which bedroom is the warmest? Uh, the, the one closest... Uh, uh, to the living room in the in in the front part of the house. Okay, and does somebody sleep in that room? Yeah, I do. Okay, how about you? <laughs> how, how about you? And and do you know how many vents you have in that room? Uh, there's only one. Okay, how about you turn you? Cl- yeah, there, there's only nine in the whole house. There's only one uh, vent in each in each room. Actually, okay. so and and the vent that's in the other room, the cold room, that is exposed. There's no piece of furniture over the top of it. Correct? Oh, sir. Oh, okay. no, no. So the one that's in your room that you sleep in, close that vent fifty percent as a test. Okay. And then, and then do the caulking. Give it a couple of days and see what happens. Okay. All right. All right, sounds like a plan. Take two aspirin and call me next morning. 857-5574-LU, 919 in the morning. We will take a quick break and be back right after this. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Where are you in Wisconsin? Reedsburg. Oh, yeah, I know where that's at. Did you go to Fish Fry last night? Uh, no. Yeah, I wanted to go to one last night. I didn't go either. Do you like to go to the Fish Fries? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. It's good stuff. How may I help you this morning, besides talking about fish fries? <laughs> I have a Johnson Control Furnace. I believe it's a Champion model. Oh, yeah. And we've lived here for about a year now, and there are holes in the seams on some of the corners of the furnace. And the discussion was, well, if it was installed that way, it should be that way. What? And the furnace room is warm, but there are other parts of the house that aren't. It's a bi-level. Right. So I'm wondering if I, there's no reason for the furnace room to be warm other than, you know, the workbench or something else. Uh, if I should tape up those holes in the corner seams with that aluminum HVAC tape. So when I am looking at the furnace, it is an updraft furnace, right? This thing is like sitting on some blocks on the ground. Yes. And then you see the Johnson control and then the metal changes color and now it's silver, like galvanized ductwork. And where that connection point connects to the furnace, there are holes on all four corners. Yes. Those should not be exposed. Who's who's having this discussion with you that says if that's how it was installed, that's how it should be? Uh, the significant other. Mm. How long have you been married to that guy? Or are you even married? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, significant other, that doesn't necessarily I don't want to I don't want to be so presumptuous to say that you're married. How long have you been with this significant other? 
Uh, over 12 years. Yeah, you're reconsidering that. You know, Giselle and Tom Brady, they were married almost 13. <laughs> you're, you're really getting into <laughs> and then I'm gonna and then the thing is I'm gonna hang up on you you're like you know lose right we're done we're finished no so take that aluminum tape that you talk about you can buy that aluminum tape you can also uh, with, with the thing with the aluminum tape is it's instant but you could caulk it with silicone caulking silicone caulking you mean fill those holes it's silicone caulking how, bi- how big are the holes um, some are a half inch, some are an inch. Yeah, just go buy, go buy, go buy a small roll of that aluminum tape, right? Mm-hmm. You cut, you, you rip it with your hands. You take the backing off, cover the holes that it mm-hmm. should not be tump bumping heat into. It's not designed. That's just a bad install. Okay. All right. Now that silicone caulk that you're talking about, should that caulk go around the edges of the tape? No. When you put that. Wipe off the ductwork so it's clean and there's no dust. It's that mm-hmm. aluminum tape is super sticky and it's designed mm-hmm. to take the heat so you have no issues whatsoever. Tighten mm-hmm. it up and you'll be good to go. But what was the reference to the silicone caulk? Well, if the gaps were smaller, like if it was, you know, a quarter of an inch, you could do that. Silicone, oh, okay. yeah. But I mean, if they're bigger, bigger gaps, the tape makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Thank you, sir. And um, good luck. I'll certainly get out. Good luck with that significant <laughs> other. Remember, the key to a strong marriage is patience and understanding and love. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for um, relationship advice. Anytime, well. anytime. That's coming up more at more of that after nine thirty this morning. So. <laughs> Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. How about we? Uh, Melissa, uh, did Melissa go to line one? You think is that, is that Melissa on line one? Because there, who's, uh, no. Okay. So I didn't do Melissa line three is whom I'm just talking to Lindsay. Hi, who's this? Is this Phil? It is. Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? How may I help you? Um, quick question. It's an appliance question. We, we have a little vacation home in Lake of the Ozarks. We bought new appliances. Nothing special, Whirlpool stuff from, from Menards. I'm not allowed to say that. But anyways, I noticed on the refrigerator, it's a side-by-side. The center, um, the center post that separates the freezer from the refrigerator, yeah. it gets super hot, really hot. And I am going to call about warranty. I called once, but they didn't have anyone that serviced that area for whatever reason. But why is that center post getting so hot? Hmm. Um, so I don't know if I it's a, you. No, 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 but it's a side-by-side. So in other words, when I open up the fridge, so that's a freezer on one side and a fridge on the other, and there's a wall in that center yes, post. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a French. That separates them. Yes. Okay. It's not a French door. Well, there could be. Yeah. It's. It, yeah. There could be coils in there. Okay. I don't know the make. Typically, the coils are in the back, but there could whirlpool. be. No, no, no. Whirlpool. whirlpool. I know, but I mean, I don't know the specifics about the, the brand uh, or how it's okay. designed. But if if it's super you. hot, there could be yeah. a refrigerant running through there as the return, as it's cooling stuff, and that may be, I don't know that it's a warranty claim. What I would do, are you heading down to, are you heading down to the Ozarks right now? 
no, no, oh. no. Actually, my mom in Wisconsin, but no. I, nice. I, I, I guess I could call and talk to someone. Well, or yeah. or do you know the model number off the top of your head, or you have it written down somewhere? I I, I do have it. it. It's in my email right okay. here. Yes, I do have so, it. So uh, Google that, and then on okay. go- on Google, ask that very question. Center post okay. is hot on Whirlpool, blah, blah, blah. And I bet you gotcha. you'll get an answer that will be like, oh, yeah, that's the refrigerant line. The re- the way they run that return line, when you have two separate things, they may run that return line down to the compressor and right at the face of it because technically it's not inside the fridge, right? That's, it's it's yeah, the... It's, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, the magnet... That when the door closes, that's even hot too. I mean, it's wow. no, it's not warm. It's it's hot. hot. Well, that doesn't sound right then. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. So all right, I'll I'll, I'll try that out. Appreciate I'll, it. I'll do a little. I'll do keep listening. I'll do a little googling during the news because now I'm super curious about it. Yeah. Okay. You, you keep driving. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Drive carefully. Both hands on the wheel. 857-557-4LUDE, 9.31 in the morning. When we come back, we'll do our Just Text Me segment. But first, this report at WGN Radio News. I if, I, if someone tells me something about the home, like, oh, this, you know, because I ask a lot of questions, I, for some reason, can remember that. And the gentleman called about his refrigerator, you know, and I said, well, I think there's a cooling coil that runs down there. And I, I said to him as he's driving to go see his mother in Wisconsin, in fact, I was right that there is a coil and it says that sometimes it can be hot, downright hot. And it has to do with the humidity level on the outside. It actually turns on and off to get so that moisture on the outside of the fridge and then you know so then you go down the rabbit hole i i found some articles on it but then i found this guy uh that that did a, a video and this is what he says on his video which is a little oh, man, what should i get in this refrigerator today oh my gosh that door is like really hot kind of like my wife and he says the door is really hot kind of like my wife so then he goes <laughs> So then he goes on to, so he's positive about his wife. Um, but um, in fact, one other article that I found, and the gentleman said that, um, uh, the gentleman said that uh, he just bought uh, the um, the refrigerator. So on older fridges, what can happen is there's a, there's a phone, or not a phone, there's a fan that is in there to circulate it. And the circulating fan, if that goes out, that can cause that to be really hot. But the fact that this is brand new probably isn't the case. One other thing to check on that toe kick in the front. A lot of times when they ship a fridge, there's plastic covering that up. We need that to flow. So maybe when you go down there and look at the house, pop that cover off and make sure there's no plastic covering the face of it all and see if that works. But it is not uncommon for that center to be warm, even hot, because of the way it's designed to cut down on moisture forming on the outside of the fridge under certain conditions. Heavy use on the fridge, you're opening and closing it a lot, it kicks on this heater to keep the moisture from coming on the outside of the fridge. So, there. I am crazy, because I remembered that, and then I double-checked it, and in fact, it was true. All right, how about just text me? You have some text messages? 
I did. I did. <laughs> when we came out break <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> hold. No. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. This is uh this is a major market radio show here in Chicago. This we're the the Museum of Broadcast Communication. I thought that this was a show we were gonna send to see if we could get in and I don't think this is. <laughs> Lou. Hey, fun fact, population of Sweden ten point four two million. Oh, very good. Ten point ten point okay, I'll remember that. <laughs> ten point four two. We'll quiz you next week right. to see if you retained it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, Lou, what is your opinion about air duct cleaning? My new HVAC guy recommended it. Valid or hoax? It's not a hoax. Um, I've talked about this quite a bit. You, you think about the amount of air <clears throat> that flows through the system. It's constantly drawing air, blowing air. It gets dirty. It's a five- to seven-year proposition. You want to hire a company that has a reputation that not only connects an air condition, a uh, uh, vacuum cleaner rather, but uses a whip to loosen the material, and uh, then after that, be really diligent about changing furnace filters. I recommend uh, pleated filters, and in particular, now uh, after COVID, I am recommending. And nobody's jumped on this uh, bandwagon. You know, John Williams always talks about. Sometimes I feel like I'm leading a parade and I'm the only one in it. <laughs> I think you should change your filters every month. And uh, if you're just using, you know, one-inch filters, every month, pleated filters increase the air quality in your home, in particular after you get the ductwork cleaned. All right, question two. Question two, Lou, do you rain You realize gutters- that the reason oh. I lengthened that answer out is because I know you were digging for the second one. I was just no, giving I was, you and more I was time. taking another call. I'm multitasking here. I'm a very, I'm one woman, but I'm really An amazing woman. Now I lost my spot. (laughs) Lou, do rain gutters have to overlap on the side of the house or can they remain flush? Overlap? Do rain gutters have to overlap? You don't have any more information on that, do you? No. Overlap. Rain gutters should... Like overhang. Well, you said overlap. You didn't say overhang. Well, I'm just guessing what he meant. Overlap would make me think that if you were putting two... Do they have to overlap on the side? Overlap on Or the can side. they remain flat, flush? I'm not, under, I'm not following. Uh, overlap would mean to me that if you were putting two, down, two gutters together... Would you slide one over the top and then attach it? There's actually a fitting that you would use. And typically with seamless gutters, they come together and they fit into a fitting. And then that gets caulked on the backside. So if if I'm understanding it correctly, you're fine as long as it's they're using some type of gutter seal on the backside. Okay. <laughs> I love how you're nodding your head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you got it. Thank you. I think that's the yeah, that's the one. That's the ticket. <laughs> the Number thing three. is, is that we have worked together so long, and you do this. People don't know this, but you answer a lot of these questions that we get because we get a lot of the same questions, and you're you're pretty good. Well, product questions I can do, but like when it's like fitting the overlapping of the overhang, <laughs> I can't do that. That's on yeah. you. All right. Well. Um, I heard in the past if you are if wait. I heard in the past, if you're not using the room, close the vent and shut the door. Now I heard, now I heard, don't close the <laughs> vent. 
too hard on the furnace. So what do you think? Close or open? It's not hard on the furnace, but it is, I don't know that you benefit, A, I don't want you to ever close off entirely. It's okay to close like 50%. It will, the furnace will, the, the, the volume of the design of everything, it will force more of the warmer air or the cooler air, depending on the time of year, into other rooms. It's just, you know, I mean, <clears throat> imagine if, you know, I, uh, how would I describe this? If you put five straws in, say your mouth is full of water and you have five straws sticking out of your mouth and then I tell you to blow, right? And then it's going to come out of all five straws. But if I plug one of the straws, well, the water's still going to come out, but it's going to come out of the four, four straws. And um, so the biggest issue is if you cool off one room too much, the ambient temperature of everything in that room, as well as the wall temperature and everything, that ends up being cooler. That actually feeds into the overall comfort of the space. And so if you're going to do it, 50% maximum to help balance out things and then you know if you don't use that room you go in it's a little bit cooler not the end of the world but uh not all the way i definitely would not do it all the way all right that's our just text me segment it's 9 47 in the morning this is house smarts radio 857-557-4lou we will take a quick break and be back right after this hi how you doing hey i have I'm doing fine. I've been listening to your show for years and love it. Well, thank you. That's but, very uh, kind. I have a central air conditioning system that's 17 years old, so it's going to be needing replacing in a while. Okay. And my problem is uh, my basement is finished, and the copper line is in a chase between the outside condenser and the coil. The copper line. Wait, wait, wait. The co hold on. I'm, I'm trying. The oh, the line set. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the copper line is like sixty feet long, and then a chase from the outside to the inside. And I'm wondering, can that be used again? And what has to be done to it because the prion and the new stuff isn't compatible. They will. They, so the short answer is yes. Uh, many HVAC contractors will. They will reuse that line set. Um, but I mean, seventeen feet is. You, so from the unit to the condenser, you got about seventeen feet. Sixty six six zero. Yes. Wow. Okay. And is there any opportunity to relocate the condensing unit? No. We're in a townhouse. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so they're going to reuse it. If you're in a townhouse and it's covered all up, um, they will come and recapture the, you know, the old Freon uh, that you spoke of. They will then pressure test the line that you have to make sure, in fact, that it's, you know, sound. And then they'll reconnect uh, everything and put in the new refrigerant. There's no real issue about changing what goes through the piping. 
And, you know, the, the fact is that, um, uh, you know, the copper and those connections, it's all solid, right? It's soft copper that they kind of unwielded. They, in 60 feet, there is a connection point somewhere. They did, you know, they, it's definitely not one piece, but with a pressure test oh. to make sure that it doesn't lose any pressure, they should be able to, you know, put it all together for you and, and be good to go. Do you need a new furnace, too, or just uh-huh. the AC? Well, I'll get the furnace, too. Yeah, right. I would talk with them. But I, I, thought I, w- they- I would talk with them and just make sure that everything that I'm telling you now makes sense. Because, you know, a lot of times, especially in a townhouse development like this, you know, some of the HVAC con- companies may have experience where you live, and they may say, oh, yeah, Jerry, you know, I've worked in this, and these old line sets, they used bad blah, 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 what I'm telling you now, based on everything working correctly, should be good. But I would default to a good HVAC contractor. You're in Orland. Dykstra Home Services is down by you. They would be a great one to get an estimate from. And, you know, they may, in fact, have worked in that development and could give you some advice. Okay. Well, like I say, I thought I heard that they have to clean that line out with nitrogen or something. Well, they, they they'll do all that. They'll they'll clean it out. I don't know that it's nitrogen, but they'll clean it all out or flush it. But the biggest issue is the pressure test. Uh huh. That's the key. Is that we got to okay. we got to make sure that it holds pressure, and so that it doesn't lose pressure when they do the whole thing. Jerry, I really do appreciate the phone call. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll take a break and be right back.